Merry Christmas from AC and Veronica's friend and their best man at their wedding, George. Welcome to the Cerna-centric podcast, Christmas Extravaganza Day 7. <laughs> I am AC. And I'm Veronica. And we are the Cernas. It's great to be with you guys. We um, we um, uh, took another day off or so <laughs> or whatever. But we have uh, lots of uh, lots of enthusiasm about continuing to do podcast. And so this is a good place to be, I think. It's a good place to be. Did you miss us? <laughs> I bet you did. Um, Veronica, how are you? How are things? I'm doing well. Just yeah. hanging out. Friends. <laughs> Just hanging out. I married Veronica over a year ago now. Uh-huh. I've known Veronica for over 10 years. <laughs> the way she's been behaving the last few days, it's like another person. I'm so You're confused and so dramatic by it. You're being so dramatic. So we've joked before that Veronica has business Veronica and then wife Veronica. There's a, no, there's a new Veronica in town. You're so There's dramatic. a new Veronica in town. It's like not a care in the world Veronica. But it's just circumstantial here. That, that is the way, what it is. So, yes. So, as mentioned, maybe in the first podcast, <laughs> this is the first time in a long time she's had multiple days off. So she had what sixteen? You said just about like sixteen days off, right? She saved up her time off, and you know. But I haven't had this much time off in a long yeah, time. I, if you were listening, I just said <laughs> that she's not even listening. See, not a care in the world, <laughs> and it looks like it took her. A solid 12 days to get into the actual vacation mood mm-hmm. because she is just chilling <laughs> on the most chill. Hard chilling. <laughs> I've never seen her this relaxed before, even on our honeymoon, because we took a, a truncated version because we had to get back to work. Mm-hmm. She just sits there. <laughs> <laughs> And I think she's like there have been multiple times where I think she's mad at me because she's usually just like talking or moving around or something. But she just sits there and she watches Lizzie McGuire. And I'm like, hey, how's it going? She's like, eh. (laughs) You want to do something? You want to you want to go get some yogurt? You want to go to Costco? We love Costco. (laughs) (laughs) I, you know. In order for me to recharge, I just need to do absolutely nothing. That's just how I am. Like, I can just be, you know, home. Like, we pay a lot of money for rent. I would love to just stay here and do nothing. Like, you know, I guess guess when people say nothing, though, Mm -hmm. I can't imagine people actually mean nothing. I'm not the nothing kind of person. No, I am nothing. Like, I don't want to do anything. Like, I just want... I haven't said my rosary today. I need to do that. Um, But uh, just to get my prayer in, you know, and then really... Okay, so for example, all right, Veronica will think that the day was full 
if we go get yogurt. Now, she has not left the house to this point today. today. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if I'm like, it's late, but the yogurt place around the corner is open till 10, mm-hmm. you know, let's go and get yogurt. She'll come back and say that we did something today. I just don't like to be bothered. And I know if we have children, those things will change and all that stuff. And that's fine. You know, we'll get there when we get there. But at this moment, right now, I'm going to just bask in the idea that I don't want to be bothered. I will not be bothered. I just will sit and on the couch and drink my water and watch my television and move about as I want. And that's going to be okay. And everything else at this particular moment can wait. And I'm okay with that. Just to be completely clear, (laughs) I don't have a problem that she wants to recharge Mm -hmm. at all. I just have never seen her this far into the relaxation state where she's just like, no. (laughs) No, okay, because he asked me, can you do this for me? And... 100% like if he asks me to do something anything absolutely anything I'm pretty much always going to say yes like yeah I'll do that I'll do that right now I'll do this right now but like that's how I am I'm gonna say like 11.5 months out of the year I am like something needs to be done Right this second, it's in my planner. I need to do this. I need to do that. What's next? What's next? What's next? What's next? And honestly, that's fine for those 11.5 months. But right now, I'm like, you know what? That laundry that needs to get taken out doesn't need to get taken out at this exact moment. Because in like a few days from now, I'm going to be in that mode where this needs to get done, that needs to get done, blah, blah, blah. And so I'm just going to relish in the idea that this doesn't need to happen right this second, and that's okay. Which is totally fine. I don't care. She doesn't need to do the laundry. She doesn't need to do anything, honestly. I was just... But I, I don't mind not doing that stuff or being that way. Like, that's just how I am. That's by nature. Like, that's how I am. But right, when you do those things. When I'm that way, yeah. Right, that's all I'm saying. In the 10 years that I've uh. known you and the four years that we've dated and the <laughs> one and a half years or whatever <laughs> we've been married, I've never seen you this far into relaxation state where you're just like, no, I'm <laughs> not going to do that. Because uh. some point along the way, even even when she's, you know, I'm surprised that I haven't seen that uh, this house is so messy, it's bothering me. I need to get up and clean it or something like that. Uh-huh. Although the house is not messy right now. It's fine. I don't think it's messy. I mean, it's not squeaky clean. Like, right. But well, whatever, we, you know. It, yeah. But she usually at some point within uh-huh. like a day is like, I can't stand this house. We need to clean it. We need to organize. Take that off the counter. Do this. You got, you just got to, uh, but that's going to totally happen. Fine. That's going to happen a day and a half from now. And I have already succumbed to that idea that that is what's going to happen in a day and a half when I have to get rid of all of this Christmas decor and take down the tree and re-clean and get ready for, you know, the next haul. You see, you're talking about that like I'm not going to be here to help. Number one. I understand. (laughs) Until I have to do it. Until we have to do it. Right. Okay. But in my head. Don't paint me to be some lousy husband. So I'm thinking like, you know what? That's all going to happen soon here. Like real soon here. And I just need to just chill out for a second before all that happens 
Which and is, immediately again, totally fine. on Wednesday, once Wednesday hits, it is non-stop. So, cheers, folks. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, here you go. Come here. Cheers. Cheers, cheers to that. <laughs> I like it. Also. Oh, my gosh. Also, we are going to be on a diet, right? Or just we're going to restrict ourselves from lots of calories and lots of food. And so. I don't know about calories. I'm just gonna, I'm just taking it in for what it is right now before I have to hit the ground running. Okay. That's what you're witnessing. What a sight to see. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> it's like seeing a shooting star. Once in a great, great while, you look up and there it is. Look at that. And everyone stops and looks at it. And that's what I did today. I just had to stop and be like, what the heck is happening here? <laughs> She's just sitting there. The TV didn't have to be on. She could have just been sitting there spaced yeah, out. I could have. And just be like, Veronica, Veronica, are you there? Hello? And be like, what? Like barely forming sentences and stuff, you know? You want to go outside today? Yeah. Okay, well, I'll be over here if you need anything. And so I legit thought she was mad or something. I was like, wow, she must be really mad. She's not talking to me or anything. I baked a cake. Yeah. And then she, you know, she just got up and she started baking a cake. And we'll talk about that later. Or we should do it now. Just okay. in case. All you right. Know? right here, right in the middle. Yeah. Ten minutes in. We talked about that for ten minutes. <laughs> so I baked a cake. because She baked a cake. Like we said, we are going to be full keto. And then like, I think I'm going to try this thing called Orange Theory with one of my friends. We'll see how that works. I think I had a nightmare about it last night. I don't know. But I know all of these things are coming up. What was the other nightmare you had? You said I was punching you last night. Oh, no. Last night, I was just laying there in bed, and I was like 4.30 in the morning because my sleep schedule is so wildly off. I'm laying there, and uh, all of a sudden, I, I feel these little punches. Little like, jabs? <laughs> like, punch, 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 punch. <laughs> like, these little ones. Like, these little baby punches. And I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> And he's fully asleep. And I'm thinking maybe he's just trying to push me like away or I'm like too close or I don't know what. But he's just like punch, 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 punch. And I'm like. Cramping my style. <laughs> okay. In my sleep. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. I, I can't tell you what it was, what I was dreaming about. But he also got up and turned the light on. I, I, yeah. I can't tell you anything about that either. Don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Strange. Uh-huh. Strange times. Anyway. Your cake? <laughs> I, um, so we're going to, you know, cut carbs and sugars and anything that tastes delicious. Um, and so I really like this cake. One of my friends, Sarah from Net, actually, um, she married an English person. Englishman? <laughs> she married an Englishman. And she... An Englishman. No, he is an Englishman. For he himself has... Okay. Anyway. Um, well, it's fine. You can keep doing it. I just don't want you to pound the table. That sounds um, bad. She married an Englishman. And so she made this cake called a Victorian sponge cake on like her Facebook a couple of years ago. And every time I see it, I think it looks delicious. So I so I made it. She like posted the um, recipe and whatever. And I think it's super great. AC doesn't really like it, but I think it's delicious. 
No. He's he's, he's more like a Tres Leches. I like, like a soggy, uh, very maybe overly sweet Yeah, cake. this isn't such a sweet cake. I it's like not a, so soggy. What do you call the one with the sprinkles in it? Confetti cake. Yeah, this isn't that. I like that. This is uh, this is like a... This is an English cake. It's so super it's, different. It's like a dry... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who wants to win one? <laughs> and I'm just not a big fan. It's it's very... It's a good cake. Please understand. It's I've had it. It's your good. your typical cake, though. It's not like a tres leches. It's not like that. It's whatever you think of like... Whatever you think of good cake... <laughs> Flip that on its head, and you got yourself an English, a Victorian sponge cake. It's just like a naked cake, and it's very, very basic ingredients: flour, sugar, butter, eggs. Super delicious. Um, it's not bad. It's just not my preferred cake. That's all. It's because not a big you like deal. a sweet cake. I do. I like a sweet you, cake. <laughs> you like a sweet, wet cake, and yep. this is not that. A moist. Oh, a wet cake. I think you like a wet cake. I was thinking if I have to eat this cake, I'm going to put, I'm going to melt <laughs> vanilla ice to, cream on top of it. If you have to eat it? Yeah. Because oh we're going to start this thing pretty soon. I can't imagine you eating that whole cake by yourself. Watch. So me. you're going to, I mean, you might. Anyway. Especially in this state. Yes. I'm just chilled. <laughs> there and eat the cake. So I really enjoy it. And it's one of the things that I crave a lot when I'm not able to eat sugar. So I decided that I would just get up and make a cake for myself. And then I thought, since I have these ingredients out already and I have everything at room temp, why not give the podcast listeners a cake? Um, Also, local ones. So yeah, sorry, not local listeners. It just, we sent cookies around last like two years ago and it was fine but it was really costly (laughs) cost a lot of cash that was part of it um and two i think it's harder to mail a cake than it is some cookies maybe it's not but we ain't gonna do it i was thinking about making cookies but to be quite honest in my chill state i just it takes too much time to make cookies i don't want to just don't want to want to make cookies no no (laughs) i would like to make you a cake though and i will me not you. Oh. Listener. I was like, me? You already? Okay. <laughs> no. Well, congratulations, listener. So what did we say we're going to do? So you got to follow us mm-hmm. on Instagram, number one, so we can message you. Two, we're going to make a post on our, at Cernocentric on Instagram. And in that post, you're going to comment somewhere in there, mm-hmm. you know, that says you want to win the cake. Then we're going to take your name and we're going to put it in a randomizer, kind of random name picker, pull a name out of a hat type of thing. Mm-hmm. And then whoever gets it wins. No, AC or I will deliver it to you. Yes. And Probably me, though, because she's so chill right now. She's not leaving this place. <laughs> right. So, but, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. But I just want you to be aware, okay? <laughs> <laughs> the super disclaimer. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that this is not your typical cake. It's a Victorian sponge cake. So... So when you... Who's going to want it? Then? I don't understand the way we're saying it. It's like... <laughs> Listen, okay, shh, everyone, everyone out there is like, what the heck is going on? Shh, you stop. It's a good cake, all right? It's a fine cake. It's got, it's got um, powdered sugar, it looks like, on top of it, and in the middle, it's got Strawberry. jam. It's got this uh, cream stuff in there. Listen, it's a good cake. It's just, it's just not as moist as you think. When you think cake, you think like a birthday cake. It's not that. It's more like... Sand or 
No, I'm just kidding. It's a good cake. All right, it's a good cake. It's a free cake. More, 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 um, more, more interestingly, it's a free cake, and it's all yours. All you got to do is uh, like like the post. Yeah. Put your name in it uh-huh. in the comments, and then that's it. We'll that's we'll, it, yeah. we'll pick a winner. All right. So Sounds that's good. enough about cake. That's uh, that's uh, eight minutes on cake, <laughs> and just enough about cake. I think so. We're going to move on to today's topic. Believe it or not, we're going to talk about something else other than cake mm-hmm. and Veronica's chillness. We're going to talk about our conversion stories. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're unaware of what that means in general, it's just kind of like how we got to where we are now. Your faith Every, journey. Yeah, you're, you know, that's kind of a, I don't know, I, I consider it like a foo-foo way of saying it. You know, it's my faith journey. <laughs> Jesus, take the wheel. You know, like, <laughs> okay. And then I looked behind me and I only saw one set of footprints in the sand um that kind of stuff you know they're all it's very inspirational but kind of you know whatever anyway um it's just kind of it's it's kind of our 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 story of how we get here Mm -hmm. and i want to make sure that everyone understands when we talk about conversion conversion is a continual thing right it doesn't happen one day like one day i didn't like jesus the next day i like jesus and now Mm -hmm. i like jesus and i'm going straight to heaven because i like you like Mm -hmm. there's is a whole thing. It's a constant state of conversion. You you get to one level of conversion, then you keep saying it's like the more you know, the more you know, you don't know things. Mm-hmm. You know that kind of thing. Or we're called to continual conversion, also. Right. Yeah. So it's like a never-ending thing. Mm-hmm. You know, to be to be but holy as initial. the Lord God is holy. Right. That's mm-hmm. what they say, and that's really difficult for humans to do. So, um, yeah. So we're gonna start with Veronica. She's mm-hmm. gonna tell us a story of how she, I don't know, started her faith journey. I guess so. I mean, Jesus take the wheel. <coughs> I think for most people, it starts like at like some sort of youth ministry event or something, right? Maybe a lot of our listeners, I would say yeah. so. I didn't grow up in the same like youth ministry um, scene that AC did, although we've known each other for ten years. The scene. Um, I grew up at Saint Joseph's La Puente, and I grew up with my grandparents, and our faith uh, life was very much that. I mean, we. Most of the things that I went to were for like all elderly senior people. We went to mass, we went to novenas, we went to first Fridays, first Saturdays, all these different things. And I never really saw anyone like me anywhere at any of these events ever. Um, and so the faith was very much habitual, very much what like my grandparents did, a familial cultural thing. Um, I wasn't really actively seeking holiness and that stuff was very evident in the way that I live my life, especially in high school. Like I, you know, just kind of did whatever, like not whatever people said. Yeah. I I love this duality. Like, you know, I wasn't like one, one foot in, one foot out, one foot in, one foot out, but also not really like enough conviction to take my foot out of the other way. You know, there was, there was no need for it, you know, and no one was ever calling me on to like holiness in a particular way ever um and so like I would go to mass and I would even I would go to confession you know but I wasn't actively seeking holiness ever um and my friends thought I was holy because I went to mass and like to begin with but I wasn't um and I wasn't really a good example of the faith to them either just depending just on like what I would do and where I would go with them um and so one time um, I used to work at the rectory and uh, one of the youth minister uh, at the time, he was like, hey, uh, I'm starting this like youth ministry thing. Um, 
do you want to help us? And I just kind of didn't understand why he asked like me to help him because I would go to youth group and stuff. But like youth group was not like, I don't know. It was not lit. It was not lit. I don't know what it was. Like I would go to like youth group for, I don't know. I really don't know why I went to youth group, but I did. Um, And a place to show off your cool clothes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think I went. Are you joking? No, no. I think I just went because like I was a young person at the church who went to all of these other things that the old people were at. So it just made sense that I went to the young person thing. I don't know why I went anyway. So he asked me to like help out with like youth ministry and this thing called like life teen and stuff. And I was just like, um, well, why don't we talk more about it? And he was like, well, this is what it is. You know, you're going to be, you know, leading other people. And at the time that, that thought of like leading other people was like, there's no way I can't even lead myself. Um, and so it was like, okay, fine, sure, I'll, I'll like do see what it is and see what it's about. Um, eventually, one thing led to another, where he also invited me to another retreat when that was at like St. John's, and um, and then that retreat, they invited me to like help as a core member at St. John's, and like at the time, I don't really know what was calling me to do it or why I was even doing it. Um, because there was still like my other friends and they still had this life that was very much not like in the church. Um, but I was trying to do both of them. My heart like wanted to do what these people were inviting me to do, but like my mind wanted to like continue to live with these friends and do these things. And at this point I was like 18 and a half, almost like 19 years old. Um, So it wasn't even in high school anymore. So it wasn't like a popularity thing. It was just like a social thing. Like what group of friends am I going to hang out with? Um, And so I remember it was June and that youth minister at St. John's was like, hey, um, we would like you to be on the core team. You need a little bit of training do you want to go to this thing called CYMC, which is Catholic Youth Ministry Conference? Catholic Youth Ministry Convention. Yeah, whatever. CYMC. Organization. Yeah. And so he's like, do you want to go? And I didn't know anyone. Like, I had no idea who anybody was. And I said, sure. So then we get to this uh, conference and uh, Mark Hart and Matt Marr were doing this, like, uh, I guess, opening session. I didn't know who they were either. Um, and the opening session started with, you probably don't know why you're here. And in my head, I'm thinking, yeah, I don't know why I'm here. <laughs> like, or how Check. you, yes, or how you got here. And most of you are here are probably living this double life and I was like Check. I think so I think you're right you know he's like you know you're he one way you know this these this time of the week and then once Sunday comes you know you're at the church and I was like yeah that's pretty Check. much that's pretty much me and so he was just like I'm gonna you know whatever it is that's like holding you back or that's um not allowing you to experience the fullness of the faith i'm gonna ask that you let it go and i was just like wow um 
I don't really know. Like, what does he mean? And I sat with that question for like about 15 minutes. Like, what is holding me back? And in my head, I can think about it because that same night we had um, confessions, right? So um, I I remember thinking to myself, I don't need to go to confession. I already went to confession, you know, like that. I am not a sin. I I don't have any sin. Um, And I had a lot. (laughs) Um, And so I sat there and eventually I think I was just like, I'm a pretty stoic person, I would say. Like, you know, especially at that, yeah, at that point, I was pretty stoic. Oh, at like, that point? Yeah. Yeah, you were like a little robot. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really like... No emotions. None. Like, you know, and so I was just like moved like to tears with like conviction of like, what is it? I just remember asking myself like, what am I doing here? Like, what is going on? Um, and... I was like, okay, I'm just going to go to confession and I'm just going to say whatever it is that is on my heart and just do that. So I got to confess. I went, I got the courage to go to the confession line (laughs) and I remember like, okay, they said like, go to this priest or whatever. In my head, I'm thinking of like this double life that I was living, like with my friends and then this life that I wanted to live, like. I wanted to be a holy person, but I was like living this double life. And so I sat down in the chair and like, I didn't say anything, like nothing in, I think it always moves me because it's like one of those things that like, how did that happen? Like, I don't have any idea like how this happened. So I'm sitting there and in my head, I'm thinking like, okay, like you need to let these friends go. Like, it's time and you know like god is calling you to be more than who you are right now and so i sat there and i was quiet i didn't say anything and immediately the priest was like um you need to let them go and i was just this is before you said anything i didn't say anything not a word nothing like nothing like and I just start like crying. Like, how do you know? Like, how do you know what I'm thinking? Like, how do you know what I'm saying? Like, what is? And he starts telling me my sins. <laughs> like, he was like, have you done this? And I said, yes. Have you done that? And I said, yes. And this and that. And he's like, it's time. And, you know, and like we and, and in that moment, like, I think I thought like, OK, like this is bigger than my Tuesday night novenas and my everyday rosaries and my like habitual life of going to mass and just kind of checking out once Sunday's over and Monday starts again. And like, this is something that I have like requires not only those things, but also a relationship, you know, that is calling me on. And, and, and after that moment, everything that I had had before came alive you know like the teachings that I was learning about at youth group came alive you know the scriptures came alive this this faith came alive um it was once my grandparents faith or my parents faith but it became my faith like it was mine I wanted to be holier I wanted this thing um and so I 
so I did. I sat there and I cried with him for a while. Um, and I said, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to be pretty lonely. And he said, that's fine. You'll, 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 he's like, you'll, you'll come out of it. Okay. You'll be okay. Um, and so I did. I went home that week or whatever. It was kind of like the week that changed my entire life, I guess. And I like one by one told my friends, like I didn't talk to them. I didn't talk to anybody for two weeks. Um, they came to my house and they were concerned and like, Hey, like, are you depressed or like what's going on? Or, you know, and I didn't talk to them for two weeks. My mom always asked me like, why didn't you, why did you take so long to talk to them? And I like, I didn't know how to, I didn't know what to say, you know, like uh, here I am, I have this experience and you know, it's something that's going to change my entire life. And I don't really know how to say that. I didn't know how to say it to them. Um, and so it took me a while to process. And eventually I got to the point where I was like, listen, I just don't feel this, I, that I can live this way anymore. And so I'm changing the way that I'm living and you're welcome to come along with me or not. And um, to their credit, they uh -huh. did. You're a little Pied Piper. You come <laughs> yeah. to St. John's. Yeah. From what I hear, because I wasn't I don't think I was there for this time. Mm -hmm. Maybe for some of it, I think but you were, yeah. um, you would, you'd be like, if you guys want to see me, I'm going to be at mass and they would come with you. And I would invite them. Would yeah. Bring, I remember some people being with you. So I was there for some of it, but mm -hmm. so they came for a while and then it just wasn't something that they wanted to do anymore. So they, so they didn't, but I continued and, um, the rest is history. The rest is history. You yeah. went off to be a missionary for a couple of years, many years later, many years later. So you spent a lot of time as a core member helping mm -hmm. out, growing, I imagine continually growing. Yeah. Consistently um, growing or, and, uh, and, uh, then you went off to be a missionary with Nat mm -hmm. and that was a year. And I don't know, was that important in your conversion story at all? Like, did, I guess in what way did, did net help you go to the national evangelization team like how do they help you grow in it if at all well i didn't go on net the same time that most people went on net most people went on net when they were like 18 19 20 i guess i was already 25 so <laughs> so i had already had an established faith life at that point um and what net did help me do um was understand sisterhood and community and um so at this point yeah i had lived you know for myself and i had like i, I was very um uh what is the word <laughs> um i had this contemplative prayer life um and i had a spiritual director who was very much um like saint jose maria scriva style direction um, which I love, which helped me tremendously. Which is to say what? When you say that, what does that mean? Like um, Jose Maria, Escriva style? Like Opus Dei. Yeah, explain um, more. That's like, even, we're getting uh, further away Contemplative, from um, mortifi mortifications. These are big words. Um, just like, okay, so for example, there's the take the butter or don't take the butter. Like where he talks about like there's just certain things that you do to master your self you know your your body can turn against you at any time so you know take cold showers that's something that i would do i wouldn't sleep with a certain particular pillow i would fast i would you know um just just simple mortifications that would allow me to have more discipline 
um, which is something that I'm continually lacking that I'm trying to, you know, trying to get it back, trying to get it back. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, um, yeah. So when I went on net, net was very charismatic. Net was like, so up until this point, like, yes, I was a core member and I lived my life and I was actively seeking holiness and all this stuff, but it was all very internal also still. Um, and then what I think net helped me do was to make things a little bit more external. Um, because I don't know when I, when I went to net, I think I thought I want to be the stats person like I want to live this chill life on the road where I just sit in the back of a van and someone tells me where to go and I just either go there or whatever. Like that's just kind of what I thought that was going to be like a big, long retreat. You know, I really didn't understand like road life. In fact, I didn't want to go like I didn't want to be on a traveling team. I really wanted to be on a um home team no, not, not the home team the uh school team uh, which is a team that's well you know, maybe we're going backwards on this <clears throat> okay. in that we're we're talking about net like people know what it is mm-hmm. i don't think maybe most people will who are listening to this but if you you're not sure mm-hmm. it's a group of young adults 18 to 28 i guess or something like that 25 mm-hmm. whatever it is now um that goes around it started as a, a retreat ministry go around around the with a group of 10 or 12 the country or whatever, go around, around the, the country, country and mm-hmm. and put on retreats they have since grown to do all kinds of different things now they have a team that stays in a few different schools parishes. Uh, or parishes uh, they stay like the whole year and they become like the youth ministry for the parish for the year or the school mm-hmm. um and uh and they still have a retreat uh traveling teams a team that travels all over the place like around the country when mm-hmm. i went i'm in a big circle around the midwest and the east coast if i remember correctly yours was, was similar. Mo, no. No? Well, I feel like we pretty much hit everything from Minnesota to Texas. and I think you and I did pretty similar routes. But, yeah, so you did. You, when did you do NET? In... Uh, 2013. I did mine in 05. Wait, 2012. Wait, 20... Either 2013. 2012, 2013, yeah. I did mine in 05, 06. Mm. I did two years. I traveled and then I stayed in one town for a whole year, which was really great. But so your your faith became kind of more internal and net help you externalize it with more right. charismatic prayer. And, you you know, you mentioned wanting to be just someone sitting in the back of the van. You became a team leader. Is that right? Yeah. And uh, none of us regular old team members <laughs> like the team leaders. Now, they're fine people. We love the team leaders. But um, so it didn't come out or it didn't turn out the way you wanted it to. It or didn't. you were hoping it would or No, whatever. it didn't. It wasn't turn out it didn't turn out the way that i wanted to come back tomorrow to hear about our net stories <laughs> yeah we'll tell you some net stories tomorrow but yeah so that's but yeah it just helped me understand sisterhood a little bit just very briefly um just community sisterhood and um caring for other people you didn't care about people i didn't to be quite honest <laughs> i didn't jeez like I didn't really care. I just cared well, about thanks, myself. Well, thanks, I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. So I just, you know, it helped me. You fixed her. Yeah. Help me be, to help me to care about other people. So that's it. And just trying to do my best now to continue to be a good Catholic, faithful daughter of Jesus. 
that's well okay well, hold on we can't just end it like that i i would like for you to share mm-hmm. if you wouldn't you wouldn't mind what keeps you here mm-hmm. i think a lot of people when they get to a certain age they get to a place where they're just like here when i say here i mean like catholicism mm-hmm. you know um they get to a place where they're just like i've seen it all or i know everything this, this isn't really what i want it to be so i'm going to go somewhere else or i'm bored mm-hmm. You're like, I've, right. I've experienced it all. It's all the same. It's time to try something new. One of the biggest things I pray for all the time is an increase of faith. Always. Because I've seen that before. But I, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not at the place where I feel like I've seen it all. Like, I always feel like I don't know anything. Like, there's so much to know. Um, and... Some would say that I know whatever, I know this or I know that, blah, blah, blah. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, I always feel like I don't know anything. And there's so many saints that humble me and like, like how, I don't know. I don't know. Um, what keeps me here is I think the truth is so convicting. Um, and there's no way I can deny that. There's no way I can deny um, God's love. There's no way I can deny the ways that God has worked in my life. There's no way that I can deny the ways that he shows me his love very um, tangibly um, and spiritually and just in all the ways. Like there's there's no denying that. And so there is nothing that would take me away from it, from the conviction that I, I, I experience with it. So, yeah, I don't know. It's very deep. (laughs) Like the roots are deep. It'll be really difficult to uproot that. And so we we, I think we were talking in a a previous podcast about how parents play a large role. Mm -hmm. It doesn't necessarily have to be parents, just someone in their upbringing. So your your grandparents kind of set the foundation, even if it was just habitual or Mm -hmm. just like we just do it. It's what we do. It helps right. set the foundation for well, things to be built on. Well, it was always that, you know, like it was, we were going to confession. This is what we're doing. Everything was very much like, this is, it doesn't matter how you feel. My grandpa would say that all the time. I don't care how you feel. Or I'm like, I'm tired. <laughs> or I don't want to do this. Or I don't want to do that. And he, or I don't want to pray the rosary because I feel like it's boring. Or I feel like that. It's whatever. Um, and he would say, I don't care how you feel. It doesn't matter how you feel. This is this is what we're doing. Smart guy. You know, it doesn't matter how you feel. It's the biggest thing. It doesn't matter how you feel. You're going to confession. It doesn't matter how you feel. You're going to go. You're going to mass. You know, it doesn't matter how you feel. So that's perfect. And I just want to thank you very much, Veronica, for sharing your story. Um, I think we should probably end it here. It's a long episode. And I, I guess I'll get a chance to share my conversion story tomorrow, although I don't know if it's as cool as yours, Veronica, but um yeah, come back tomorrow and I'll tell you about my story, how I ended up here, and uh, it'll be great. So we just want to thank you guys for listening. If you're still interested in winning that cake, um, Cernocentric or at Cernocentric Pod, uh, something like that on Instagram, and uh, we'll leave a link in the show description and all that good stuff. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Y'all have a good rest of your week and remember your personal prayer. Take care, folks. See you later. Thank you.